Welcome to Money Conversations with KJ. KJ is a lifelong entrepreneur who's made a lot of money, lost a lot of money, and found his way back again. If you're looking for a sterile how-to, you're in the wrong place. KJ and his guests will walk you through real-life situations told by the people who live them, and they are as messy as they are inspiring. Each episode will offer lessons learned, advice on how to replicate successes and avoid pitfalls, and a new perspective to power your financial literacy. Far from a one-size-fits-all, this podcast can help you build a roadmap to your personal promised land. Milk and honey for some, whiskey and steak for others, and remind you that you're not alone on this journey well hello everybody welcome back to uh the show today i've got a my guest on today that mr harvey perry which which was one of my first guests on my podcast that now is i don't know a little over two years old right um somewhere around 75 or so was the number that i've done and you're the first one i've invited back only because a couple of reasons I love Harvey's story, and, and some of you guys either have or haven't listened to it. If you haven't, I highly encourage, I think it's episode three, uh, to go and listen to Harvey's story. Harvey and I have been friends for, oh, heck, we're going on 35-plus years now, Harvey. Oh, yeah, close to 40, Yeah, not 40. 40. Yeah, right. Yeah, we're getting up there, folks. We're getting up there in age. But anyway, um, today, I, it's I'm not going to recap the first story. Again, the guys can go out there and listen to it. Um, I've invited Harvey back because his journey that he's on, that he loves, and this show was about talking about money conversations, right? And we did that on your first one. I do it with a lot of folks. I want people to understand the journey that not just you're on, but I think a lot of people are on the same type of journey is that we listen to so many people out there that keep talking to people about being a millionaire. And you don't have to be a millionaire to be happy in life. What do you think about that, Harvey? Um, happiness comes from within first. I mean, money does help. You know, money does help solve some problems. Right. But at the end of the day, for me, you have to be uh, happy within. You know, happiness starts with myself. Right. And I could tell, again, uh, through our conversations and watching you on your Facebook posts and stuff. No, you're a happy guy. You're, you know, like you said, do people want to be a millionaire? Yeah, you want to be. I don't think people realize the responsibility that comes with being a millionaire, right? You have to learn. You have to work your way there. And and, and people who fell into a bunch of money all of a sudden know that. And we know people, and right. we talked about this before the show a minute ago, that have taken these up real high, uh, these journeys with money and life on the high of highs and then the low of lows, right? Their journeys have just been so high and low. Right rather than a nice steady one across someone's lifetime. And we both know those kind of people right um, there. But as, as we, as we going to get into this, cause you and I were just having some pre, you know, production talk here that was pretty enlightening. Um, how are you doing with, with since the last conversation we had, how are you doing with money right now? Not as far as your mindset and how you treat it and act around it. How, how has it changed? Well, the first thing I did is um, I really took the time to look in my own personal mirror and evaluate myself. But that's fine to look in your own personal mirror, but to be honest, what you see. And that's what people struggle with is being honest with their, you know, what they see. So I had to make some adjustments. Um, you know, I do have a background in financial education through my mistakes in life, you know, and I don't even call them mistakes. I call them lessons. Right. And, uh, you know, because life is like an elevator. You know, you're up and down 
And every now and then you get caught between floors. So for me, man, I said, you know what, let me get off this elevator. Right. You know, and like you say, let me flatline. Let me get some things going, you know, start doing more, a little more research and um, just buckle down, man. Just, you know, uh, the key to me was consistency. You know, I had to be consistent uh, of what I was doing. And as of uh, especially with the economy right now, being very careful what I involve myself in as investing and moving things around. So, you know, um, I just sat back and really just paid attention to what was really going out there and really just invested myself as a, you know, literature uh, uh, following the right people. Right. You know, like I tell people, it's OK to uh, follow someone, but you got to make sure you're following the right person. You know, you said there a minute ago, and I'm going to touch on this a bit um, because I think this can get caught up in people's minds, right? Which you said, I made mistakes, right, with money. And all of us have made mistakes with money. And I love what you just said. Let's not call it mistakes. Let's call it learning lessons because there's, you know, there's quotes out there and saying, you know, failing is only failing if you don't learn from it, right? And failing and mistakes are parallel pretty much the same thing. Um, so it lets you off the hook by not calling it, in my opinion, it takes you off the hook by not calling it a mistake because saying mistake is a stigma of, you know, I'm terrible, I'm bad, I, whatever, right? It's, it's a negative stigma versus, you know, if we said, you know, I had a failure and we know that failures are really good because we can't learn unless we fail. Most things we do in life, we learn because we did fail, Right. right? And so I think that's a great mindset shift that I think you had. And I hope a lot of people even listen to this right now can say, you know what? You're right. Let me have a mindset shift and not say use the word. I made a mistake that I'd rather say I used that was a failure. What can I learn from it? How can I change the next time so I don't make that same failure? What do you think of that? I agree with you 110 percent. You know, that you have to uh, just change your mindset and change your way of thinking. And you just got to start the process, man. You know what I'm saying? It's, uh, it's a saying I have. It's never too late to be great. Right. You know, so you have to uh, continuously wake up every morning striving to do better. You can't take your foot off the pedal, you know, as of self-educating yourself and things of that nature, especially the world that we live in with the technology and the things that we have access to as of uh YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. There are some people. Such social media in general. Right. They're giving out a lot of great information. But you, even with when you see something, hear something, do your own personal research. I'm really big on being self-educated. I'm really big on right. being self-educated. I see that. I see that, especially you guys don't know Harvey as well as I do. And if you were you know, fortunate enough to follow him, let's say on social media, his eating habits are unbelievable. I mean, this man will not stick anything toxic in his body, right? He's it's it has to be really healthy, or it's not going in. Um, but let, let's go into when you use the word mistake. If you can think over your last whatever thirty, forty years, what would you say is your largest failure slash mistake with money that you like, man? I really had a learning lesson and that cost me. What do you think that was? And I'm only curious because I think the answer, and I don't know your answer. And I think a lot of people listening may be the same type of failure that they're learning from. But what do you think that was? That's a great question. 30, 40 years ago, I wanted the right now, right now, hmm. not understanding 
or even understanding thinking longevity, thinking about the future. You know, because the only thing that we can control right now is the time that we have right now. But, you know, when you're 30, 40 years ago and you're gaining, um, you know, access to all this money and things like that, you know, it, it was it was it was a lack of knowledge. You know, education, financial education has evolved over the years. So that definitely uh, somewhat was a roadblock. But just self-educating myself, you know, and, and not understanding wants and needs, you know, and, and that's what really changed me when I sat down and I say, do I need this? Or do I want this? So back in the day, those younger years, we were all making money. We never thought that way. Right. Right. That wasn't the mindset. Right. And this is what I try to teach the people. Um, patience, number one, basically you're talking about patience, right? Not wanting everything right now because we want immediate satisfaction. Mm-hmm. And if we can reflect and look at social media today, I mean, I think it's normal when you're 15 to 25. I want, 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 right. want, right? I want to be the biggest whatever it may be. Not realizing, you use the word patience, huge patience, right? To reach the pinnacles of your life, whether it's financial, physical, mental, you know, family, job, whatever you're going to do, right? We got to be patient and not think that we're going to have it all right now, right this right this minute. So big takeaway, big learning lesson, right? And again, I think it, uh, I hate to say this, it's easier for guys like you and me. I mean, I'm 60, you're almost 60 that, you know, looking back, I always say it's easy to connect the dots going backwards. And in the future, we can't connect the dots yet. They haven't happened. But what we can do is foresee the dots that we want to connect. And there's just options of going, you know, there's a, there's, there's a fork in the road. Am I going right? Am I going left? Right. And, and I think if we can all have the mindset of really thinking through and not instant decision-making like we did when we were young of just, no, I'm going this path. I'm not even looking at, I'm not even looking at the option of going left. I'm going right. And today I think we can agree that we're looking at the options now because then we're, it's the options that are going to have some sort of a repercussion, whether it's positive or negative, right. Of what, what may happen. And I think, I don't know why the youth doesn't think that way. Why do you think that is? Just a different generation. Um, Also, in our era, we didn't have people like us. True. That's willing to give out the information. And uh, it's it's no disrespect, but I might piss off some of the older people. But when they, I call it, when they got a couple dollars over the rent, they basked in it. You know, they didn't see a younger person who was making money and say, hey, young fella, come here. Let me show you something. Let's do this. Let's buy this. Let's go to Pahrump. Let's go buy this property. And someone like myself, I see a young man, a young lady, and I see her, okay, you just got a new car. Two years ago, you bought another new car. Um, I just did um, some numbers for a young lady the other day. I said, hey, you know, your rent is $2,400. you are driving a high-end vehicle, and you're between forty five dollars to 65000 a year. That you're giving away, yeah, because you're trying to compete with the Joneses, but I seen the Joneses in the soup line, yeah, <laughs> you know that doesn't exist anymore, you know, um, as like I say, of people like us in today's world who's willing to give out the information, and like I tell people, man, if you ask me a question, if I don't know, give me forty eight hours, right, because I'm gonna call somebody, right. I know somebody who got the answer, I'm gonna track it down. As of making the right choices financially, you know, health wise, I'm, I'm, you know, the three main things that I speak about, I tell people is being better and elevating 
spiritually, uh, financially, and nutritionally. So those are the three things that I talk about on a daily basis, man. And, and uh, they all intertwine to me, you know. Well, it's just you living the best version of yourself, right? And we're all going to live, try to live the best version of ourselves, what makes us happy to do what we do, right? And try to leave the best legacy. Ultimately, if we can give back and giving back, I think, as I talked to a lot of folks, when you say, hey, are you giving back? Automatically, they think it's money, right? Right. And in your case, I know you give back huge and it has nothing to do with money. You give them back something to me, which is more valuable than money, which is your time right. and knowledge, right? And ha- and helping people because you have a nonprofit organization and you help these young kids. So, yeah, I think if we all got in the mindset of giving back at whatever level it is, and some people, it's not their time because they don't have it, right? But they have money and they'll give money. Okay. Money helps too, right? Um, feed people, house people, whatever it is that your money goes to, Right. But your time teaching lessons, I think, is much more valuable than money. Yeah. Um, my one friend, he, he was bragging about the money he spent on his grandson. And he, you know, he would do this repeatedly. So um, I sent him some information of the companies that I'm invested in. And he was like, yo, I didn't know that. I said, what you are not supposed to know. But, and I explained to him, I said, listen, man, give your grandson, stop giving your grandson something that you didn't have and give him something that you didn't know. Oh, I love that. You know, don't give something you didn't have, give something you didn't know. Ooh, that's a powerful statement. Yeah, you know, and uh, this was a couple of years ago and he just called me last week to tell me, thank you. You know, yeah. I was explaining to him about the, uh, what is it, the 529 mutual fund, right. things of that nature, mm-hmm. you know, and he was like, yo, how do you know this stuff? You know, and I say, hey, man, (laughs) because, well, one, you're an inquisitive person and you want to learn as much as you can. And I think we've talked. I mean, kind of the older we get, the more we want to know. You know, it wasn't important to us at 20, whatever, to know what a 529 plan is. Um, I mean, although I did have kids early, I still I didn't know. I probably didn't know the 529 plan until I was 40 and my kids were more than halfway grown. Right. And I was like, damn, I should have known about that one. But. Listen to this. I didn't know about the 529 plan until I sat in your course. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, that was just a few years ago, man. Right, right. Like, whoa, whoa, wait. You know. I know. Pandemic's over. I'm getting ready to go live with yeah. these uh, workshops again. Yeah. I'm looking for the right spot. And because and, I got a lot of people that are asking me, Kev, I want to go to one of your live workshops. I'm like, last year, I was like, we got to get, I can't get a room, right? People not, don't want to let me, you know, get in a room to do it, but but now they do. So we'll move along here for a minute. A minute ago, you were talking about the different investings, and you've been to the workshop. And since the workshop, which is back in 2019, um, I know your eyes were definitely opened wider to investing. How's your investing going? Now, you know, it's, it goes back to being patient. Right. You know, I was gung ho. You know, before the workshop, I was gung ho. Just okay jumping on anything. But now what I do is um, I speak to people. I do my own research. And um, what I try to invest in is a need. I feel if I can get involved in something that's a need, you know, in certain products and things, you know, uh, like transportation is not going to go anywhere. Hospitality is not going to go anywhere, you know. So I'm very uh, careful about what I invest in as of the products and things of that nature, not just to, 
jump on something because it sounds good. Uh, I passed up in the last year or two on like two or three different things that uh, it caught my attention. But as I did my own personal research and things of that nature, I, I did not go forward. And, and I, that I, just comes with time, being patient. I love those two words. They should follow the word investing, right? Because when I talked to a lot of folks about investing, first and foremost, the people who don't invest don't invest out of fear. They don't want to lose their money. I get it. Nobody wants to lose their money. But the first word was patience. Understanding that when you invest in something, a good investment anyway, is time bound. It's not nothing that you'll invest today and collect 30 days from now. Right? Right. That's gambling. Right? We live in Vegas. If I want that instant gratification, it's like yesterday was a Super Bowl. I don't wager football. I haven't wagered football in close to 20 years. But that's a way that people want at instant gratification because that is an investment. When you walk up to the window and hand that guy a hundred bucks or whatever, expecting to get back, you know, whatever it is that you wagered, right? That is an investment and it is, does have an immediate gratification, but long-term investments where they go. But so the second word that should go with investing is research, right? Which is right along the lines of what uh, Warren Buffett talks about. Like if you know anything about Warren Buffett, he doesn't invest anything, a dollar, until he's researched typically a, a year and whatever company that he thinks he's going to put money into. It's not a whim. It's not because he heard somebody say X, Y, Z, Hey, you got to jump in on this one. It's getting ready to blow up or, you know, whatever. Right. Um, so the fact that you did that, that was a mindset shift for you as far as investing then. Right. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Big definitely, mindset def- shift. Definitely. Awesome. Um, and again, that's why I like to talk about money and investing. Investing is the fuel to your future financial self, because unless you invest, that means you're trading either time and or value for money and sometimes both. Right. Right. Um, well, that's awesome. Well, good for you on that one. Um, how has your mindset with goals changed since our last conversation? I take the time to write everything down. Oh, I love that. You know, we, you, you know, we are so smart. We think we're so smart. <laughs> and, uh, you know, well, I'm going to do this tomorrow, this tomorrow. And so what I find, and uh, I'm going to give kudos to my wife. I was recently married, uh, been my wife three years, been married two years this April. And I just watch her, man. Every night she would write down her tasks for the following day right. in order, you know, right. you know, as a priority. And uh, when I picked that habit up from her, man, it really changed my life. And and then if I don't uh, reach uh, or complete all of them, it just rolls over, rolls over. Right. So by the end of the week, I've taken care of everything that I felt that I needed to take care of. Um, I would uh, like my wife would call me and say, you know, uh, what are you doing? I'd be like, hey, you know, just running around. And she'd be like, running around doing what? Right. You More know, specific. Yeah, what are you? What yeah, are you yeah, actually yeah. doing? Right. And then at the end of the day, what did you do today? And she would want to know what. You know, ah. you know what I'm saying? So, she. So she basically was keeping you accountable. Yes. 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 Well, let me ask you. So based on that, right? And again, mm-hmm. and I love teaching the one of the first goal when I'm teaching that goals uh, lesson, which is the Harvard study, which proves it proves a Harvard study that the the, the the study that they did, which was a graduating class of seventy nine that only 3% of that class had clear written goals and the other 97% didn't have um, the clear goal. Some of them didn't have any goals at all. And some of them just had goals mentally with whatever Mm. they were thinking about. Right. And 10 years later, they proved that the 3% were earning 10 times more money. So my question to you is since you've been implementing, 
right? These daily tasks and goals. How has, how, if you think maybe you haven't even thought about this, how do you feel your life has run on a daily, weekly, monthly basis? Do you feel like you're running like a well-oiled machine, not in chaos, wondering what you're doing? I mean, just how does that make you feel knowing that you're more stringent on your goals and what you do daily? And the fact that you, your wife got you to write them down. I mean, it's, it's critical. People don't realize how critical, I mean, it's critical to write them down. I have problems and issues like everyone else, but, but you wouldn't know that. Um, every day, man, it's so easy for me right now. It's, 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 it's really so easy for me because I know what I'm doing. Um, I schedule to take a nap. There you go. I schedule to take a nap. You know, I write my schedule all at night and I go over it a couple of times during the day. And I even, I'm, I'm even in the habit of checking my email at six o'clock AM and I check it at 10, I check it at 12, check it at two, check it at four, you know, right. it's just, just for me. Right. It just helps me. And I write everything down, man. I, I, I'm not missing right now, you know, to be honest with you. And I got more focus. I'm building my cleaning business. I'm invested. I'm involved in a couple of different businesses, but my cleaning business, uh, as of January, uh, I think I picked up like three more big, big accounts. So I'm doing, you know, I'm just starting to do very, very well, you know, after coming out of the pandemic and things like that, I really struggled. I was right. hanging on by a string. Uh, you and, you know, millions yeah. of other yeah. folks. Yeah. Uh, but it just sounds like you're for the, for, for the listeners out there, if you're leading a somewhat maybe chaotic life, like, man, I'm just all over the place. Right. And I'm not sure where I'm going and how I'm going to get there. This is a great strategy that we need to implement in our lives in order to run on all cylinders, so to speak, like you were just mentioning, right? You just feel like you're in the zone in life and it makes life easier for so you. Easy. So easy. So smooth. The, the Not as much effort. And then you can concentrate on other things that you felt for people who are just like all over the place. I don't have time. Like how many times do we hear people, you'll ask them, I don't have time for that. And the reality is, I think we all have time to do anything that we really want. Right. When you understand there's 168 hours in the week, lay them out because you have time. You're just doing things that's stealing your time. Right. right? You found those things out once you structured yourself. That's awesome. Um, I think that's a great lesson for everybody out there to structure your life. It sounds monotonous and boring, but I think you tell me once you get in the habit, is it, a, is it just become normal? Is it still, do you struggle with doing it? Not at all. Um, your schedule is the barometer of what you feel that's important. What you do on a daily and regular basis is what you feel is important. So if you're doing nothing, that's important. Right. You know, so I just look at it as of, you know, getting up every night, every morning, just, you know, just sticking to the script, man. Yeah. Sticking to the script. Yeah. You know, it, it's like, you know, I called you a week ago. I said, Hey, when you're available, let's come out and do the podcast again. I looked at my calendar. You looked at your calendar and you know, we found the spot. Right. And on Monday and the today you looked yesterday, like, Hey, here's what I got tomorrow. Oh, 10 AM, okay. you know, going down to, to KJ's and going to do another po podcast session, blah, blah, blah. And then your rest of the day still panned out also. Right. Um, huge guys, goal setting, getting yourself structured with your lives will allow you to structure your money. Your money will allow you to do, do the right things with money will allow you to, to live a less stressful life because we both live the life when we're not in sync and the money's not in sync. What happens? 
disappear. It goes away. It's gone. But like, where did it go? I don't know. I mean, we're always going to spend money on silly things. Um, what we were talking earlier before the podcast about one of the things I'm, I'm looking that I want to do, because I always want to help people, right? And I was sharing with, with Harvey that here in, in Vegas, there's a, a cross street here, two major cross streets. And I saw that 20 years ago, it was a very great corner of the city where it was just vibrant and great businesses. And now it's a little more of the rundown part of the city that I'm like, man, I feel there's so many people out there circumstantially homeless, but they're still good, smart individual people that want good things out of life. A lot of the homeless and you've seen them, they're not there. They're not hungry for life and they're probably going to stay in the situation they're in. But I believe I want to find someone that, through a quick interview process is hungry and smart. That will give value to the world. They just need an upper hand and I want to help somebody that way. You come across people like this. Yes. Um, through my travels, um, as of employment, um, I worked for the County for like three years and I worked at a lot of the parks mm. and there was one off of Maryland Parkway. Uh, it was just populated with a lot of homeless people, man. And I would talk to them. All the time. I would talk to them all the time. You know, really got personal right. with a lot of them. And then with me being in the cleaning uh, industry as well as doing commercial properties, I encounter uh, people who, um, I don't even like to use the word homeless, really. I call it displaced. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Temporarily displaced. And that just helps me, you right. know, mentally, you know what I'm saying? Because you don't know people's situation. Right. You know, and everyone that's out there is not a bad person. Everyone is not out there uh, uh, alcoholic or, and, 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 and or on drugs or on drugs. And, and some don't even have uh, uh, mental issues. It's just uh, the cars didn't fall in their way. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, I treat people like they're human beings, you know, right. uh, because I encounter all walks of life through, uh, like I say, my uh, occupation. You know, even this morning, uh, cleaning a facility, went into a, a restroom and there was four or five people in there with pallets. You know, there was someone in there in a wheelchair. Wow. I'm not security, man. So right. I didn't play security and I just explained to him that uh, I need to do my job. And uh, it wasn't an issue. You know, they were very nice. And the guy, the last person who came out, he said, excuse me. You know, I was in the other restroom and I right. came out and I talked to him and he just told me, thank you. I was like, okay, no problem. So you had gratitude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I didn't say get the F, get the, the you know, I was like, hey, excuse me, guys. Uh, you know, there was actually a young lady that was in this group of five people that was in this restroom, man, just trying to get shelter, get out of the, get out of the cold of the elements, you know right. what I'm saying? And um, I just treat people, um, like human beings, you know, I don't, I don't care what your, uh, sexual preferences. I don't care what your religious belief, your political beliefs are. Right. You know, uh, if, if you treat me with respect, I will return, you know? So, you know, um, Hey, you know, I was like, Hey man, thank you. I appreciate it. He says, no, man, I really thank you. You know what I'm saying? For, uh, do you hear any stories of their circumstances, why they're in the position they're in? Um, tragedy. I've, I've, I've heard a lot of tragedy, you know, uh, you know, it's one guy, his wife passed away uh, and, you know, he just you know, had a mental breakdown. Right. Oh, I mean, that's, 
understandable and you know, you know uh, especially if a spouse and you've been with that person a long time that can uh, mentally just you don't care about the world for a while you know and uh a couple of times uh, this one young lady came here you know following her man and he got here and uh he just got on drugs and you know the family didn't approve of their relationship so she was displaced no, she's right. displaced, and uh, she was like, like I said, she was one of the ones that wasn't on the drugs and alcohol. It was just, you know, a bad situation, man. Just a bad situation for, her, you know. That happens in every city, USA. Yeah. No matter size, town, city. Yeah. You know, um, it's sad. Somehow we have to help these people, the ones that want to be helped, because I'm sure you've come across others. You could tell uh, they don't want help. Let me tell you this story. One person says, hey, let me borrow $10 to 12 o'clock tonight. And I was like, what's happening at 12 o'clock tonight? My money's going to hit my card. What card? Oh, I get $800 a month. Wow. So as I'm talking to him, there's three, four other people. So I said, hey, why don't you guys get one of these apartments Um that all the utilities and everything's included. included right? And uh, if you're willing to sleep outside, you know, you know, at least you have a roof over your head with heat and air and, you know, right. amenities of the basics. Know, you have four walls, right? Oh no, man, I'm good. Blah, blah, blah. Um, just his mindset. He, you know, he, I, I don't know how long he's been out there, but he was so used to being out there and people got to understand it's a community. It these is, people, these uh, people are friends. They gain relationships. They even dating. Wow! It's it's just it's just it's just their world, you know. And you know, there was a situation where, what is it, raising canes? Yes, yeah, right off of Flamingo. And this guy, he has like this big bag of raising cane. I was like, Yo, where you get all that from? And he says, There's a guy at work. When they close, he doesn't put it in a dumpster. He sets it out back for me. So they, so that gets me to believe again, I just really believe in my heart that no matter the situation out there, when the people are displaced, let's use the word displaced and not homeless, when they're displaced and living on the streets, I really believe every last one of them have some sort of a value they can give to society. Sometimes I think we, they need, we need conversations with these people to let them understand through conversation what that value might be. But this guy was smart enough to figure out somehow as a salesperson, talk to this dude and got him to say, hey, don't throw that away. Don't put it in the trash can. Don't put it in the trash can because I'm going to come collect it and I'm not going to eat it all. Let's say I'll just throw a number out there. Let's say it was 20 pieces of chicken or whatever, right? He's not going to eat 20 pieces, but he's got other folks he'll share with. So that tells me I'm like, okay, this guy has some sort of sales acumen because he took the courage to somehow walk in there and talk to somebody about leaving that on the back doorstep. And then he had the wherewithal to share. So he's not a bad person, this guy. He's circumstantially where he is. So what can we do to help him in society going, dude, I think you may have a sales career in front of you. You know how to talk to people right. correctly to get what you want from them. And, and he, that's what sales is, is having a conversation, getting people to you know, get some, some, something from you. And he's leaving the meal, the coleslaw, the toast, right? The hot fries got to the point where the guy was like, here, cook a little extra. Cause he know, he knows he's, he's coming. 
Yes. Yeah. And so that means he was polite. Yes. Right. He wasn't going in there being demanding and, you know, just being a jerk about it or whatever. To me, that person's got a skill set that can give value to society. He hasn't maybe had the opportunity or, or, or maybe he has in the past and maybe he squandered the opportunity, but maybe it's time. Maybe at some point in time we can talk to people. They're like, they're ready. Right. Um, like, you know, my son was, was that way. He was, you know, on drugs and, 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 you know, we both know that when you're on drugs, you have to hit rock bottom before you think you're, right. you're going to want help. Right. You can't, you can't ask somebody to, to help someone who's on their way down. You have to wait till they tell themselves where bottom is, even though we may think we're no, you're at the bottom. No, they're not the, to them. They're not at the bottom yet. So maybe a, an individual, like we we're just discussing, maybe he's hit his bottom. Maybe he's actually ready. Right. To to take in a helping hand into if we could mentor someone like that into building them up in a slow step by step, right? Hey, talk to your community here. You suggested if some of you guys are getting state help and getting these, you know, automated, you know, funds dropped into your cards, let's pull together a group of us so we don't have to actually live on the streets during winter and freeze our butts off or we live in Vegas and we know it's 112 to 15 yeah. degrees out here. We need to be inside somewhere, right? Let's pool our resources. I think there's got to be people out there that are ready for that. I mean, you're, you come across them um, a lot more than I do. How do you feel about that? You know, at the end of the day, they have to, the individual mm-hmm. have to want change for themselves. Right. You know, we can suggest, we can bring the brochures, we can uh, even take them to a facility. I've been in situations where I've taken an individual to a facility and upon entering, they will ask that individual, are you here on your own? Ah. And if that person looks to the left and undecided, they won't allow them to come in. They really uh, scream. You have to come in there on your own recordings. You, you know, you, know, you get in there and you change your life. No. Right. No. no, they have to want it. Yeah, they have to want it. And most people have to hit rock bottom. But the scary part about hitting rock bottom, uh, they're so close to death sometimes, man. Mm. You know, um, I just did something, uh, someone who's dealing with alcohol. I've been, you know, mentoring him for a few years now. And they recently were in the hospital um, sedated. Uh. Tremors. uh uh, um, Caesars and things of that nature. I took pictures and I filmed it. Mm. I filmed them with their body twitching. Wow. Purposely. And upon their release, I sat them down and I showed them that. Right. So that's powerful stuff. Really powerful stuff. And I must finished. He's doing so well right now. Is he? Because he finally saw it. He was hearing me. But he wasn't seeing me. But once I did that, and I just, I don't even know why I did it. I was just sitting there, and it was, I just seen him, his body's shaking and trembling and things. And I, I, I filmed it. Wow. Not to show nobody, but him. But him. But him. I said, if he makes it out of this, I'm going to show him. Right. And as and, and soon as he, they released him, I said, hey, man, you have two choices. Choose wisely. And I showed him. And I said, if you don't go now, like within the next 24 hours, you're you're going to die. Uh, the doctor said that uh, alcohol levels like supposed to be like 
it was like 30%, 30, used the number 30. Wow. But this person, upon coming to the hospital, it was 460. Wow. So there were uh, uh, alcohol overdose. And uh, this person is doing very well for themselves right now. So you were a mentor to him somewhat. And we were having that conversation before we got on the air here. Let's talk to the folks about mentoring, whether you mentor someone or, or you need a, a mentor for yourself, right? And the importance that it, uh, it can, the value it can bring to someone's life. Um, we were talking about it. Let's talk to the folks. You tell me your opinion on mentors. How, how should someone receive one or be one? And some people may think they're not qualified to be a mentor. What do you think about that? Um, it's very important to have someone, to have someone to direct you, to have someone give you a vision that you might not have, you know, because we're blind to change. And a lot of my posts on social media, I always ended with life is death without change, you know, because I refuse to die. You know, and people say, what do you mean you refuse to die? And I just leave it as that. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I refuse to die, man. I challenge myself every day. I tell people I study every day. I read something, uh, YouTube, TikTok, uh, just, you know, new, nutrition, spiritual, uh, finances. I uh, study every day. So what do, you, what do we say to the folks out there that think they don't need a mentor? I'm going to pray for. Well, let's give examples. You and I talked about it before, right? If people like a Michael Jordan, a Michael Jackson, Kobe Bryant, Tiger Woods, these, these are all athletes, but I'm sure there's a plenty of other industries that have high profile people who we perceive as very successful and they have what? They have, they have mentors. They, they have, have mentors. Um, but why do you think? Why do you think someone like? We'll just use Michael Jordan's example. Why would Why would he believe that he would need a mentor when he's having the successes that he has had, even on the way up? Uh, Michael, uh, people like the, the Michael Jordans, the Michael Jacksons, the Kobe's, and the LeBrons, and people of that level, they understand that they don't know it all. They don't see it all and they need someone else's opinion but first they had to be for me is uh open-minded and not judgmental because you can't have a conversation with someone to me in order if you're not open-minded and not judgmental and you have to display humility you know yeah i think humility is big humility meaning um for someone who maybe want to mentor but doesn't want to unload their they're, I don't want to say they're garbage, their their story, their need, right? They may feel embarrassed that if they had a mentor, because a mentor is going to want you to open up where you at, where you want to go, talk to me. And you've got to, you've got to open up to this person if you're going to want the right kind of help, right? And maybe some people are just have the fear of letting, you know, their personal information out like that to a mentor. What do we say to those people? Well, you know, to, to learn something, man, you have to be teach, teachable, you know, yes. you know, I mean, I mean, to learn something, you have to be teachable. So you have to be open minded. Um, you know, the person who trains Michael Jordan, he can't beat him one on one. Right. You know, Michael Jackson's vocal coach can't outsay Michael, Michael Jackson, but he or she, you know, can listen and watch, listen and watch and give suggestions, critique, critique, give suggestions. And, you know, it, it, it comes back down to 
being open-minded, you know, being humble enough to listen to someone to lead you, direct you, and guide you. You know, um, I have a CDL. I've had it since 1991. And my truck driving instructor said something that I use in life. He was strictly talking about the truck driving industry, uh, doing a, a pre-trip. Yes, you check everything, the wires, the tires, the, uh, the air level, things of that nature, pre-trip. And he says, you have to do this every day. And he says, if you think you know it all, that's when it's time for you to get off the road. So I took that in life. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I do a pre-trip. Right. I make sure everything's okay, man, mentally, physically, socially, spiritually, nutritionally. You know, um, I'm not in competition with anyone else. So can you think anybody can be a mentor? Yes and no. I think it comes with time and uh, having the will and the desire to uh, isolate yourself, to elevate yourself. Because you have to, you know, and in times you have to isolate to elevate. And nothing's, there's a difference between being to yourself as of depression and things of that nature. But when you isolate yourself with intention to be a better person, I call it elevation. So uh, there's nothing wrong with being to yourself. If you on your grind, it's like, Hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. You know, dealing with finances. Uh, I'm not going to, I'm going to buy the car, but I'm not going to get the rims. Right. You know, I know people who can't buy a car without putting the 22s and the rims right. and the $3,000 system. Right. In the car, you know, and because they want people to hear their music. They want people to look at the shiny rims. But for me, hey, I'm as is. Right. You know? And that's how I look at life. I'm not knocking anyone who has high end vehicles and the designer clothes and things. I have a few things, but, you know. Yeah. Well, again, what we all want out of life is different. I don't believe there's a right or wrong answer. It's whatever, yeah. you know, is ultimately. But I think I think all of us can be a mentor. Because if we're all having learning lessons going through life, your your lesson, your mistake that you may have made, and then you learn from it, can teach somebody else, so they don't make that mistake. All right, and that's at every level in life. If you're willing to tell your story, though, you got to be willing to tell your story. Understand, yeah. mentors are there to help boost you up, and. Let me see how I'm going to phrase this correctly. Because there are mentors out there that people you can just talk to once or twice a year. They're not going to charge you. They're just, they're there to help. I've talked to many people. I think we talked about it, that if you see somebody that's super successful and you're like, hey, I think you're awesome and what you've done and your successes, I could use a few good words. Would you mind mentoring me? You know, could we have a conversation once or twice a year? And I, I think 99% of people would be, sure. You know, could be 20 minutes, could be an hour, could be two hours, whatever it may be. And if we use that, no matter who you are out there, you could just be somebody working at raising canes, right? Right. Selling chicken. And that guy may have had some very influential words to the guy he was given the food to after hours. That can be construed as a mentor. That guy who received the chicken every night or however often he went there was like, I got to go hear some more words from, you know, Joe. Right. And so Joe inadvertently is kind of being a mentor towards him. Um, and I always feel people need to ask, though. Right. Have people come to you and ask you questions, n- not understanding that what they really want 
is maybe a little guidance and that is a form of mentorship that's happened for you. Yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you say, with the situation with the guy raising Cain, he's, he's actually displaying kindness, right? You know, and, and that individual might not never experienced that, you know, he's all, you know, in his life, he might've been treated a certain way. So this one person that raising Cain and, and, and kindness is, is very, um, <coughs> excuse me, very infectious, right? Do you think the kindness that that guy showed by giving him the food and he showed kindness because he shared the food? Right. See how they'll go, those go together. And so I think the more that we can go out there, just talk to folks, just talk to them if you're having whatever. And do you think it's easier to talk to folks that are strangers or someone that you know? I, I think it's uh, uh, to the individual, you know what I'm saying? Be, because for me, I got a friend, he told me, he says, I'm one of the most transparent people that he's ever met. So I'll talk to anybody, man. I'll talk to strangers, I'll talk to, uh, you know, friends. I'm not afraid to share what's going on with me because a lot of people are going through stuff. And when you speak, um, transparency changes lives. So when you speak to people, uh, that individual might be going through something similar or have a family member that has went through what you're speaking of. So, you know, I'm, I'm very much into transparency and uh, I'm able to speak to anyone. So what would be your suggestion to people listening to this and talking to themselves in their heads right now saying, saying that I want to do those things is like anything in life. The first one's always the hardest, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what, what suggestions would you have to someone who says, I, I want to be more transparent and more helpful to people and uh, for the lessons that I've learned in life? How do you get to that first one and overcome the fear of doing that? Well, uh, th- uh, the first step is that, you know, to be honest, man, you just have to start talking to somebody, you know, because there's there's always going to be a situation uh, when you're conversating with someone that they're going to open this door. And most of the time people don't walk in, you know, as you talking to someone, they're going to share with you about what's going on in their relationship, their job, their finances and things like that. And then that's when you will have that opportunity to speak about what's going on with you and what you've currently been through. And then that's how you grab that ear. So I think through asking the right, com- the right, the right questions, right? Because you'll see someone, whether you just met them or you haven't seen them for a while, what's one of the first things we say to people is how are you? Yeah. And it's such an open-ended question right? where most people go, I'm fine. And you don't know the reality behind the scenes, so to speak, that they're going through some troubling times. They just don't want to share that with you. So then we need to recognize body language, maybe how they're um, presenting themselves physically, their clothing, whatever. Like you could tell if someone's, there's something going on in life. Right. Right. You can tell when someone is happy and someone's content and content. Usually we can go the other way, keep going negative. Like this person's got something going on in their lives and then asking the right questions. When you say, how are you? And they're all like, oh, I'm good. And you're like, bro, I see it in your eyes. I just see it. There's, yeah. there's something yeah. there. Do you want to, you want to talk about it? Yeah. Right. So I think asking the right questions and then being, like you said earlier, the best thing you can be is a good listener. Right. If you're a good listener and try to read between the lines, so to speak, and see how we can help. Like you said, if someone asks you a question, you don't know, give me 48 hours. I'm going to go find the answer. Right. Right. And I think if we can all get to that point 
And again, however, we're going to help them. And then typically we know as if we, if we go, if we peel the onion, so to speak, and asking the questions, the root of most people's problems are money. Right. I didn't have the money for X, Y, Z. Pay my car payment, a power bill, some sort of debt you had that now puts you in a bad position, whatever that it comes down to money. And then we can get into money conversations of, well, what were you doing with your money exactly? Right. And again, keep peeling that onion to where we can learn how to talk to people and not be judgmental or criticize what they did, but help them. Well, next time let's try to do this instead of, you know, what you did kind of a thing. Right. Yeah. So I think as we talk and again, the program's called money conversations with KJ that I want to help people. And ultimately most people's problems, as we peel that onion all the way down to the, the root of the problem is going to turn into financial. Even if it goes into relationship, well, the relationship went sour because something in financial happened in their lives. Right. Um, well, dude, I think, um, I think we opened a lot of, a lot of food for thought today. What do you think? Oh yeah. Uh, most, most definitely, you know, that's what I'm all about is, uh, you know, uh, enlightening others, enlightening others, sharing stories, helping people not being judgmental. I think, uh, we can make the place, this place we call the world a better place. What do you think? Being open-minded, not being judgmental. Run your life like a business and being very purposeful on what you're doing on a daily basis. And one of the most important thing I want to leave everyone with is respect others' differences. Right. That's very important. Right. Awesome. Well, Harvey, thanks for coming out and doing this again. Yes, sir. As usual, you're always very enlightening and your path is one that um, I think a lot of people can learn from. So. Listen, get out there, listen to this podcast, share it with people. And on YouTube, if you haven't subscribed yet, hit that subscribe button, hit the like button, and we'll see you guys on the next podcast. Hey, everybody. Hope you enjoyed that episode. Uh, really enjoyed making all these episodes for you. Remember, we're just having uh, conversations with people's journey with money and the things they did right with it, the things that did wrong with it, and uh, how, how did they really come about getting their mindset with money. So uh, every episode's different. We all have a good takeaway from them. So do me a favor, hit the like button, smash the like button, and subscribe to my channel because every episode that I do is going to be different as all our journeys are different. So you guys take care, and uh, we'll talk to you next week.